and then one man found me his name is john connor time when you built this really nice sand castle down the beach yeah we all know this right mm-hmm. and then you either had a brother or so this <laughs> sand castle was beautiful and then some fucker then comes and stamps on it that's exactly <laughs> what Terminator Genesis does for the franchise I was that fucker <laughs> you were the yeah because yeah, that, that's exactly yeah. I mean the other the, the, the only other theory I have is that it's a remake of Back to the Future. Yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Well, if one guy goes back in time, John Connor goes back in time as a robot to make sure his parents get together. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You've got the mad professor, the Terminator. You've got, got the two parents. We're done. Next. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. Back to the best future bits, Worst bits. Um, yeah. Best bit. Well, the best bit is uh, <coughs> talking to you guys. Oh. Oh. The, the worst, oh, worst bit is that Chow Chow shit, which did have some. Uh, there, there, there are elements <coughs> of good in there, isn't there? But there we go, guys. <coughs> wow, that was the most depressing introduction <laughs> we've had to any podcast going honestly that that really really was but i do you know I, I, it's going to be an interesting one it's going to be the most divisive podcast that we've had in a long time before we get into this if anybody has watched this is the first time i've watched terminator genesis i'd love to know other people's opinions on this and i know people do listen to this because we get thousands and thousands of downloads so at the film uh, the film real cast at gmail.com the film real cast at gmail.com just send us an email what side of the fence you sit on even if you say good or just shit whatever it'll just be really really interesting to get your point of view because i think this could be quite divisive i've seen this about three times now and oh, wow. it, gets better, it gets better with every viewing so it's going to be interesting <laughs> which way it's going to go i don't but, know if well, i take you seriously when you just said that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well as yeah. we've said terminator yeah. genesis 2015 we're going six years from Terminator Salvation, which is the last podcast we've done, which is available. Um, which was kind of it, it got kind of generally it came away like quite positive, didn't we? From that podcast, it was quite a thumbs up, especially for myself. I thought it's going to be a load of rubbish. Yeah, well, yeah. well, like we said, it was a slightly different take on Terminator, wasn't it? So it was a nice break from the norm. It had its issues, but I think generally we all quite enjoyed it if you take yeah. a few bits out of it. I think you're right, Neil. I mean, like, it, it, I almost, it's aged quite well, like a fine wine, I think. It's, 
Um, watching that again, again, seeing what they do is actually, I think I felt better about it than I did when I went to the cinema. Obviously, unlike Terminator Genesis, it doesn't age like a fine wine. It does what happens to cheese in the sunlight. Fucking so, <laughs> rots. So imagine yeah. that after three, three years. So, the there cast we go. of this, obviously we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is, is typed down, he's called The Guardian. He, first time he's not um, gone down um, in the casting as The Terminator. Well, Jason Clark. What's everyone's thoughts on Jason Clark? I like Jason Clark. I think he's an extremely ugly man, but that's pot kettle black from my point of view. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's very good at what he does. I, I, I thought like you were Jason gorgeous. Clark. So. <laughs> Emily Clark, or that. Amelia Clark, should I say. Game of Thrones, say no more about this young, fine young lady. She's a fine young lady, but is she a fine young Sarah Connor, guys? That's what we need to debate. I don't think she is, to be honest. No, no, no. Who would you have cast instead, bear in mind, you know, about the same time? So. Uh, let's be honest, we none of us would probably have done it in the first place. <laughs> it's, so it's we wouldn't true. have needed to cast anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know I watched the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I always thought Lena, is it Lena Headey? Is it mm. pronounced? I've, uh, she made a really good Sarah Connor on the TV. Yeah, that's a good shout. I suppose, yeah. yeah, definitely, actually. I would have gone Michelle Rodriguez and I would have changed Arnold Schwarzenegger to Vin Diesel and <laughs> I would have made it into uh, car chases and I would have had Jason <laughs> Scott as um, that Walker guy who uh, bit the bullet and uh, I'd have had Jai Courtney as Ja Rule. So, would you put uh, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Chambers in there as well? Or yeah. whatever his name is. That's right. And I would have made it into more of a heist film. But I don't think they'll make those because that's a stupid shit idea. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible idea, Stu. It is. So, is it Jay Courtney? Is it Jai Courtney? I've got no idea. I couldn't care less. So, Jay. what do you think of him as Carl Reese? We've had. I, I think he's he kind of warms on you as he goes mm. along as Carl Reese. To be honest, that's my own point of view. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, he does. He, it gets better. He or he gets better. I suppose. You know, but the problem is, whenever you watch this, if you've seen the original, you can only see them, can't you? That's how mm. I found this. I just constantly looked at them and thinking, well, that's not who I remember watching from the first Terminator. But he was all right. He wasn't bad. I don't think any of the actors were particularly bad in this. I'm not a massive fan of Jason Clark. Sorry, Jason. But I don't I don't find him particularly great as an actor. And I don't think he was very good in this at all. Um, but generally, you know, the actors are all right. I think the worst one was probably Arnie. Do you think so? I thought Arnie was all right in this. I didn't think anyone really, really suffered. As I say, the more I watched this, the more I kind of warmed to it. I mean, had you seen this, Paul, before? Um, obviously, we're doing this whole retrospective up to Terminator Dark Fate. How many of these had you seen before like, this podcast? So I've seen one... Back in the 80s, and then I saw number two at the, the theatre, the cinema, uh, which I really enjoyed. Scary, because of the nuclear explosion on that. But yeah, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> um, and I'm, uh, when was that, 92, 93 that came out? 92, I think, wasn't it? Some, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I've not seen anything since. And then you said, by the way, we're reviewing Genesis. So I went, yeah, okay, I'll get into that. And in the famous words of Louis Walsh, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. no, that's great that's great i mean it's i always when i watched this film the first time i watched it it's really weird because 
Well, me and myself and Neil are doing Loki. We do it every Saturday. Oh. That's available on YouTube and everywhere else around the world. <clears throat> and that it obviously focuses heavily on time travel, which yeah. is so confusing to my pea-sized brain. When, when especially when there's a, like a multiverse, and they talk about Nexus effect, and I put this on. The first thing on a Schwarzenegger was speaking about was a Nexus effect. <laughs> yeah. and I just thought, oh my god, so, I need a pen and paper. Yes. But yeah. I kind of look at this. As I know people hate this film. It's so divided. When I looked at the reviews, listened to the different podcasts, people are really kind of one side or the other. And I think if you look at this as a multiverse, and this is just one timeline of a multiverse, then the because the film can work because mm. people say that like they're wiping out number one and two and everyone gets really anal about it like they do with star wars like they do with um, the mcu and everything but on a an independent multiverse this works from my own point of view because it's completely different it's like what would have happened if and this is gives a demonstration of what could happen i think so, it does I, I, yeah i agree with you Stu, but for me it's like I had to keep rewinding it. Um, when I watched it a second time, but I had to keep rewinding it because when they're trying to explain what's going on and I'm not seeing salvation, so I'm missing a chapter anyway. But I found that it was just trying to... With Back to the Future, it's easy because you just get the flow, but they were trying to explain it and I had to try and get my head round of who was when and what was going on and was that back in 20... 20- 21 or you know it was just i found it really difficult to follow um when they were trying to yeah. explain who should be where and when yeah i, I completely appreciate it. I, mean, I mean neil and jay you're the guys who love this um franchise i mean regards to timelines from your point of view like how's it working i get what you said Stu, in the sense of you know it's good to see it all turn at timeline and stuff like that but personally because i enjoy one and two so much and i i did enjoy salvation three i didn't enjoy it was wank but i just didn't feel like this needed to happen it just felt like another way of them making some money out of a franchise that you know i i yeah it didn't i didn't need it i didn't need it i don't think it, it works to a certain degree but I wasn't excited by it. And the first time I ever watched it, I literally did think it was just a massive pile of crap. Okay, yeah, about yourself, no, I agree with you. We can copy and paste the conversation we had about, about Milky and the franchise and trying to make money. I mean, one of, one of the big things I think we're missing as well is this film, albeit it, it, the, I, the premise is really good, but looking back at it now, it completely shits on the first Terminator and Terminator 2. And the ironic thing is, these are the only two Terminators that are solidly, are, are, are good, as far as I'm concerned. But being you know? advocate, how does it shit on the first one if it's in a different universe? It's not a different universe. No, it cancels them out. It cancels them out. It makes the first two completely pointless. That's what it does. It's almost mm. like the first two didn't need to happen. And they didn't happen. And all that sacrifice, you know, in the first one, the, you know, you know, Reese ended up becoming the dad, killing the Terminator, Reese dying, going there. Uh, on to the second one with, uh, you know, them, them getting the chip. They've got the hand, the Dyson bit, making it. We, no fate what we make with our own, all that. And the way it ended really, really, you know, really nice. The Terminator sacrificing himself. That all meant absolutely nothing. But in, Genesis, he kept, but in Genesis, he kept re- referencing two at least. 
didn't it? And so two hadn't happened because they went. I know, but they went from the 1980s to 2017. So they completely skipped what would have happened in two. And they had the liquid metal Terminator back here um, in in the 1980s, which was obviously there to try and get Sarah Connor and and Lisa or whatever. No, that's just my feeling. It gives a middle finger to the two best films in the franchise, which doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. No, no, I was going to ask James and Neil. Do you think, like, having not seen, and I've seen um, Genesis, do you think it's worthwhile me putting a view to Salvation or just give it a skip? I know you reviewed it already. Salvation doesn't really have any bearing on on these two, to be honest. Give it a swerve. No, no, honestly, it's worth watching. I'd recommend watching Salvation because it's a different take. It's a take on what happens after the war, after the bombs have dropped and it's yeah. humanity's fight against the machine. And it's quite, it's quite good. There's elements of it, which are a bit pants and are questionable, but mm. the, sc- the storyline in itself isn't, isn't bad. So that doesn't really have any scope on Genesis at all, to be honest. But like Stu says, it's a different timeline. And I understand yeah. that's what they're trying to do with this. And that's why it's caused so much controversy. And I do agree with mm. James as well. You've done this, you've made this film and you've made it a Nexus event, quotation marks, and then basically turned around and said, well, it was great the other two films were made, but what's the point? Because we've decided to make our own history of how time works. And I, I agree with you as well that you have to keep rewinding it and pausing it and trying to figure out exactly what they're going with it. Yeah. A lot of the way through, because it's they talk about this happens then and as it goes through the film and he's like, well, you know, she's like, oh, you know, we can choose our own fate. I don't have to have John and all this. And it just doesn't make, you're sitting there going, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think How's that work? you've got a luxury of doing that at home, but if you see it at the cinema, you need to be like on the nail. Then you? you need to be fairly in tune with, you know, previous, you know, previous films and because you just, you can miss stuff. And I didn't want to miss anything, but I think I probably have, because I've not seen, yeah, the one before, and um, yeah. I think the, the TVA will suddenly appear uh, along with Loki, and I think stuff. Yeah, oh, is a baby the t- crying there? Baby crying. Yeah, the TVA milk. will be um, sorting that out, I'm sure. And I, they'll be coming along and sorting out the timeline and blowing I, a few timelines up, and hopefully bringing order to the galaxy. I think <laughs> so. We're, well, we on to the film with this one. All the other films kind of start very bleak and murky. And this one does give the usual speech of of uh, kind of the future and what it holds and all of that other stuff. And then it sees, shows people on the beach having a picnic and everything's great and it's nice and green. There's no skulls and hunter killers. And then obviously we get the nukes launching um, where Cyberdyne kind of attacks humanity and or Skynet does, sorry, and starts destroying it. And I quite like the point of view they got from the planes, from people having... Um, like picnics and the uh, uh, Golden Gate Bridge blowing up. I thought visually, I thought they did this really, really well. And I thought it was quite impactive. Mm. And I think it does certain things a lot better than other films have done. I think for me personally, this has got, uh, we're kind of jumping ahead, but we'll be jumping everywhere anyway. It's a film about jumping around. But the best fight between Terminators is in this film. I think this one holds mm. up really, really well. I love the fights between the Terminators. And it wasn't just throwing around. And I always think of you, Neil. 
but I thought this was this was really really good. I mean, what did you think? Do you think it was another generic Terminator fight? I thought it had something more. I don't know what it was. I thought it was just very exciting. <clears throat> I enjoyed the T1000 fight massively. I thought that was very clever, the way they got rid of him and you know portrayed that. No, there was still elements of throwing each other around though. Wasn't there? You got you got to be honest. Towards the end, there was Towards yeah. The when end. he he could have ripped Arnie's head off, he threw him instead. And yeah, I know it's like a default move, isn't it? But it's it's just quite entertaining. And when it does go into like the future, um, which is a kind of a, it shows a, a young Carl Reese where he's gonna get captured by this Terminator. Then suddenly John Connor comes down. Um, as I say, played by Jason Clark, um, and saves him. When it comes to them attacking the base, and they think that they've won, and the Terminator does go back in time, being Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's the T... What is he? What's Is he the T-800 Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator? Yes. It's the T-800, yeah. T-800. Uh, when Carl Reese offers to send himself up, I don't know why he, Jason Clark, calls Carl, um, calls Carl Reese out on it to say, why should you go? I'll go back. Why should I send you? Over all of them. Because I'd die for Sarah Connor. All these people would die for Sarah Connor. What makes you any different? You know why. Everything you've told me about her, I know her, John. Let me save her. And it, it was a dick move. It didn't really make sense, did it? It didn't. But then, like, was he trying to, to, to bring out that justification to see that in him? To see why he wanted to go? Sort of to try and encourage him and... You know what I mean? Just... I, I just don't see how he felt about it. I don't know. It's still it's just strange. I mean, what was your take on it, Jay? I thought it was. I just thought it was bad script writing because it didn't make any sense. Especially when the more you learn about the fact that they're best friends, they're together. Whether or not John Connor ended up grooming him, knowing what he knew because he's, he's his dad, it was a really, really strange thing to do to say. It didn't make any sense to me, Stu. No, no. But what, what I did like was obviously when Arnold went back, I thought it was really good. And they did get some guy who was kind of virtually ripped the same as Schwarzenegger was like a body like Neil. And yeah, they right. sent him back. And when you compare this animation to the animation previously on Arnie's face, this was a vast improvement, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was definitely. Massive. It, you, you could still tell it wasn't him, but it was, it was still very, very good. And when he yeah. talks to the guys and stuff like that, because obviously that's what's interesting about this, isn't it? The fact that he goes back and this is completely different, but it's exactly the same. What, as in the conversation he has to everything, like, give me your clothes same. and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and it, it is very, very strange the way it is set up. But that that's why for me, I kind of think of the, like the multiverse, as in they all start like this, but then they go in their own uh, kind of timelines or their own direction. But I, I know you can argue against that as much as you can argue for that. 
Um, yeah. And then, uh, but the the setup is good, and the fact that even when Carl um, Reese goes back they, again, they set it up in that alley, and he still puts those pooey trousers on from that <laughs> tramp. <laughs> pooey pissy. Yeah, it's still disgusting. Does he change them during this film? Is there a what? Sorry. Does he change them during this film? We must do. Mustn't he? Yeah, I think in the he, original he doesn't you know get what? out of his pissy trousers, does he? No, he doesn't bark. You know what's true? You know what? <laughs> you know, you all know me. Had I been given the opportunity to go back into the eighties, I'd have, I'd have put on a fucking pair of pooey pissy pants by the tramp <laughs> <laughs> and sod the mission. I'd have just fucking dicked around back in the eighties like I did when I was a kid. You'd have gone to W.J. Smith's and got one of their carrier bags. Yeah. You've got to save the world. No. I'd have gone to Woolworths by um, Songs of the Big Chair by Tears for Fears and stuff, you know? (laughs) Pick and mix. (laughs) (laughs) Whilst everything's getting blown up. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there supposed to be someone saving the world? He's like, no. Tyson, he's out fucking just sort of pissing around back in the 80s. Don't worry about him. He's buying smash hits. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, you'd be no fucking saviour whatsoever. Yeah, Jesus sort the world. Oh, God, but he does come back, and but as soon as he comes back, it's weird that they instantly send a T one thousand, don't they, after him? And I don't understand where that T one thousand comes from. But obviously, what we're missing, I'm jumping ahead too much as as he does go back. Uh, you do get the Terminator played by Doctor Who, um, Matt yes, Smith. Matt Smith, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> comes and takes out uh, John Connor, which is a turn up from the books. He actually does kill him, especially in the last film, or I think number three, where Arnold Schwarzenegger says that John Connor does die by a Terminator, and they believe that it is a T-800, but possibly this is what he's referring to, or am I just trying to tie timelines no, together? You're trying to tie them together because he admits that he's the one that kills him uh, in three he is the one that kills him and then they reprogram him or his missus um reprograms him and sends him back in time to protect them. so where did the t-1000 come from don't ask me because it's no, no idea. different isn't it unless a future version has been sent to that time back to that time anyway mm. to try and kill sarah connor because in an alternate timeline the t800 failed so they sent a t1000 back instead because it's Head fuck it, yeah that's what's confusing for me because the t1000 goes back and goes to kill carl reese uh, and whilst he does that what do they call the the with the the nano kind of bots all over him the one that captures uh, or kills Carl Reese. What is that called? That's uh, not. Uh, that's not referred to anything, is it? I don't think he's got a, a, a t- an official title like that. No. So if that's like the 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 T Nano, whatever it's called. So h- how come? If I don't understand the the timeline, as in the one thousand comes back for Carl Reese. Whilst that happens, the Nano one is killing John Connor. So I don't understand who's sending the T-1000 back and where that's coming from. Because at the moment, there's only uh, one time machine, which is currently being used, isn't it? Well, yeah. This this is where it falls down, doesn't it? It's it's fun that they've tried to add as many things in as they can. 
as in to nostalgia purposes the T1000 and stuff but it doesn't really to me unless you're going to say something differently Paul in a second this or James this doesn't make any sense it's no, fun, but it doesn't make any sense. There, there were loads of points that didn't make any sense. And that's why, for me, in my naivety, I thought I might have missed something not seeing Salvation. So, no. Um, but now, yeah, hearing you guys, it just sounds like there's flaws and pitfalls. But, yeah. Well, I think what, what we might be ignoring, I'm, I'm giving the film too much credit here, though, is the fact that John Connor was taken over, in hindsight, by Matt Smith's character, who says he is the embodiment of Skynet. Meaning... Um, he's and we and it flicks back to it later. They mean all, all the um, all the resistance are dead. John Connor's or someone's killed them all. Well, you know as to how he turned back into a computer into a, into a computer, meaning that they've got fully full control. They got full control again. The resistance then potentially lost, meaning that once they developed the T1000, you have a time machine. You can bring that T1000 back to any point in time whatsoever. And they chose the 1980s. That's what could have happened. It wasn't explained at all. They didn't play it out, did they? No, that's one possible explanation. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I get what you're saying, but credit. it doesn't make any sense because, no, it doesn't. because in order for that to happen, they would need, they'd need the future to be how it is that he gets taken over by the Terminators for all of this to happen in the first place. So what's the point in sending him back to be killed if they need him to be taken over in the future? It mm. just... It, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right it's, it's futile I mean, it's, it's even mentioned isn't it I mean, Sarah Connor says to, says to John Connor at one point when when he's you know uh, shortly after meeting him you can't kill us but your parents you won't, you'll never exist and they don't really mm. it kind of just glaze over that don't they mm-hmm. yeah you're right the whole thing's very very silly yeah, yeah there he goes. Uh, and that's what I think if you're going to especially in a franchise like this if you are going to start changing timelines putting oh. different characters in then I think they need to be clear on where they've come from because it you, only needed a, a line or two just to then clarify it. But at the moment, it, it doesn't. So, do you think that when the scriptwriters and all the producers and the director gets together, right, and everyone in senior management in making this film or making this this franchise gets together, do you think that they, at any point, they go right, okay, there's going to be guys and gals out there ripping this to shit? Right, really pull this apart. Like, so we need to make sure that we've nailed every single possible flaw out of this. Because in, in like the normal professional world, like you would do that, wouldn't you? You know, finance or business and that. Or do they just think, now nah, sod it, people will still buy it. I think this is right. Yeah, we we mentioned it earlier that Neil and I were talking about. This is what happens when you make a film by committee rather than one person's vision. Mm. And I think a lot of the production companies, everyone wants their hand in the pie and you end up mm. coming up with a bit of a mess and it's not one vision and but it you ends need, up being silly. Well, every, every single TV and film show that's made, you've got a continuity person, you? people in charge of continuity. <laughs> there ought to be somebody overseeing the continuity of the whole franchise. Yes. Say, look, that doesn't work. This needs to be considered. You, you could get flaws in every single franchise. Like Back to the Future, there's flaws. But you need to have people that like come out and say, right, okay, well, there's a huge flaw here. This is going to be pulled to sh-. People will still buy it, and you know they're making a ton of money anyway. But still, it, it does piss people off when you haven't got that kind of consistency and continuity throughout the, the films. <clears throat> yeah, but do they care? thrive on controversy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Care. Because, yeah, like you said, maybe. James, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, what's happening? Six years later, we're talking about how frustrating it is, but yet we all sat down and watched it. 
Yeah, true. And well, I mean, the budget for this 155 million, gross worldwide 440 million. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. There you go. That yeah. says it all, doesn't it? Because people love. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The Terminator franchise. People are invested what, in it. Yeah. What and they we're do, talking about it, as you say, Neil. But yeah. talking about it, Neil, the big the big buy is this film. Um, I think people were initially interested in it. The last film, they're saying Dark Fate did not make enough money to to warrant a um another one. That's that's the that's that and that's the view that's the viewpoint. And you could argue then that spent the last two films may have killed off the Terminator franchise for the foreseeable future. And each film, even Salvation, they wanted a trilogy. I imagine they wanted a mm. sequel to this, but they haven't mm. done it. Well, this was meant had... to be the first of a trilogy. It was. Yeah. And Dark well, Fate last... was the second one, wasn't it, I think? No, Dark Fate, we've redone it all over again. Okay. You'll see what I mean? Uh, yeah, I won't say anything, but yeah. Um, okay. And that, so that's three three films in a row that have were potentially initially meant to be a trilogy and have failed at the first attempt. Mm. And it's interesting because that's three films from different timelines as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's not three films of a redo, as in, because when you think, you can argue that Terminator 3 is Terminator 1 and 2 all over again with a female. Yeah. But number three, yeah. said number four is in the future, then this is future back all over the shop you know what i mean yeah. so and they, yeah they've all so they've, they haven't failed financially they've been huge successes financially but it's uh yeah it's, i think this is suffers timeline wise um when it's massively yeah and i think that's a downfall but and i mean when you do see um carl reese they do play into the same um as carl reese in the 84 terminator where he's chased by the police officer and as we've said it is a t-1000 who does get shot off a pistol and goes down quite easy, conveniently giving uh, Reese enough time to escape in the shop where he does put on the same clothes. Um, and I had a great deal of trouble finding those Nike trainers. Um, and eventually I did find a pair uh, to wear in this film. But e- eBay. Um, was it eBay, was it? Don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that's, that's well. He said that with such confidence. I was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought we it. I'd put my pension on it was eBay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think on the take that Officer O'Brien is J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons comebacks later on in this as the Doctor. He reminds me, he's like the Doctor Silverman, isn't he? That he's Isn't been that in this case for oh, ages. Yeah. I like J.K. Simmons, Spider-Man, amazing. He's brilliant. In this, he was there for the comedy value. Um, I, I think it kind of worked, but I didn't really understand the point of it. I don't know whether. Well, you hit the nail head there. You said you said comedy values, Stu. I yeah. don't think the Terminator should have comedy in. I mean, another example later on is when they start doing bad boys and when they're all arrested. It's ridiculous. Yeah. When, when, yeah, Arnie's doing that smile and that, I'm like, oh, it's just, it's gratuitous almost. Yeah, yeah I mean, even T2. I yeah, like that. T2. I, that was, I didn't mind that. I didn't have a problem, I have to say. No. I think they're trying, again, there's a lot of homages in this film because obviously yes. one and two were so good. They've used so many references from both of those films. And that smiling is similar to two where he's trying to give him a personality mm. and they've done exactly the same with this yeah with the fact that sarah's been with him since she was a nipper and she's trying to make him more human i get what they're trying to do with it but it yeah to me it wasn't funny and it didn't it wasn't necessary 
but I guess it was their way of saying that she was trying to make him more human. Well, yeah, I mean, Sarah so Connor uses the famous Carl Reese line, uh, her main entrance into the film, she uses it, doesn't she? Yeah, she uh, does, yeah. Come with me if you want to live! So that's her introduction, so we know she is. So, yeah, there's loads of callbacks, even at the end, when they go and see that kid for some unknown reason why they go and see him. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that is us. He's driven that motorbike yeah. exactly the same as in Terminator 2. Um, yeah. So they do uh, they do massive callbacks when they don't really need to. I think it's more for the fans to keep you sucked in and keep you uh, interested. But I do like the reaction of um, Carl Reese when he does see the Terminator in the back just sitting there. And thinking, like, what the <laughs> F is going on? Yeah. Uh, and you do get Arnold Schwarzenegger's smile. Uh, and I, I like that. I, for me, that works. And it, it, it's kind of comedy element, but you can appreciate his shock that he's gone through so much, just fought with T-1000, and he's got a protector. And, it's, and he's so dedicated to protecting Sarah Connor that in the back of a truck is a Terminator body and another Terminator. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell is going on? And I like that. I, I think it does work well. And I think the action in this, I don't have a problem with. The only thing I do have a problem with is some of the chase scenes, which are, are just so generic. The bus chase scene at the end is so generic. It's been done so much mm. that it's it doesn't get any excitement. I think Arnold plays his it really well. And again, his face, I mean, obviously he's a hell of a lot older in this, but special effects on his face are so good constantly really good it even had me believing that this could have been cut out of a, an old film cause just because it looks flawless it was very good very well done it is it must have cost an absolute fortune but he's into the fact that he's aware that they need to breed uh, as he puts it and that's when you learn that he went back to when Sarah Connor was nine years old but at a uh, protector then but again it's not stipulated as who sent this t800 back when sarah connor was nine years old is it no no because when she when he asked who sent him back he says she said oh he won't tell me it's because all the all the files have been erased is the yes. answer isn't it which is the biggest cop out ever yeah isn't it it's no one like, can answer oh, it. Yeah. yeah, we needed to do this. This is what oh, I fucking say. It's just been erased. It's just, oh, come on. You yeah. know, give the audience yeah, but, yeah. credit for fuck's but, sake. But the sad thing is, um, I think what went on there is arguably the better story, potentially, between the two. <laughs> what well, it was erased. Well, we don't know, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. It's just disappointing, though, isn't it? Because we've said this before. People want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. People aren't happy... Well, people that critique things, you know, people like us or people that are invested in something aren't happy with, ah, it was just, it was just deleted. It just, you know, you want an answer, you want something. Maybe it would have been explored if the franchise continued. I doubt it, but it might have been. Yeah, yeah. it's still disappointed. It's still disappointing that they don't. Do you think that could be played out in a future film? I, I don't I think they'll do anymore. After Is this. It? No. give it give it 20 years and they might someone might pick this up again and try and reboot it but I think they're probably going to leave it alone for a while I'd imagine Mm -hmm. yeah I think they need to they really really need to it's far too soon even after 
dark fate to to start doing this and there's other things out there just more enjoyable to watch but and it needs to be done i don't know where they could do where they could go on this it's, the future's been done they, they're kind of tackling the issue on the past on this there's nothing that we don't know already <coughs> so it, it doesn't gauge an interest but what i do like is that there is a bit of a car chase and they're being chased by the t1000 and i only caught this on a second viewing is that they deliberately want to be found by this T-1000. And I couldn't work out why. And I couldn't work out mm. in 1984 what could stop a T-1000. And it's um, Sarah. Obviously, she's so confident now. She's had years of training by Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, who she calls Pops. Um, and she's ready. She's been waiting <coughs> all the time for this moment in 1984. And it's great the way it's taken out. It uses the acid um, and just kind of melts it but what i did like was when he did take that spear from his hand cut it off and throw it and pin Schwarzenegger against the wall i thought it was a really original weapon wasn't it no it's good it's not it's not something he did originally either is it he never chopped any bits off his limbs and threw it it was always knives and stabbing weapons but so no it was that was quite a good touch i didn't understand how he brought the t800 back to life though oh no that was ridiculous wasn't it did you think yeah. so? I thought that was a really good touch. I quite like that. But how? He, yeah, because he the science. Yeah, the science of it didn't make any sense though. It was a good touch. The idea no, was the, good, but we don't know how. It was so disconnected with what's ever happened before in the franchise it did, that it didn't make any sense, and it took me right out of the film. So yeah, you're right. The science didn't make any sense, and it would have been nice to know. Especially, you could have had um, Reese be aware of this but i don't know whether he was aware of the um, t1000 t1, he, he wasn't at all he had no idea what it was you know but what yeah. was it was it salvation i can't remember was there one where oh no it's t t um oh, what's it the one out of the third film she's the one that can control machines wasn't she yes, yes she controlled all the police cars which was awful yeah, absolutely which was terrible. awful and stuff and obviously tried to get arnie to kill both of them didn't, didn't. She took control of him as well, and then all that crap that happened. Yeah. But obviously, he, the T1000, isn't that Terminator. So, again, a bit of a homage, maybe, but it didn't work. If you see what I mean, it just. No. It doesn't doesn't connect. The dots don't connect. No, and they did try it, especially when you've got um, Carl Reese coming in. There's two Carl Reese, and you've got Sarah under those barrels, and both oh. of them are pretending to be the real one. It shoots one in the foot. Um, and then he kind of turns and you notice when he does turn slowly into the police officer um, who was the one who guy who played uh, T-1000 in Terminator 2 is it Jason Patrick Robert no, Patrick Robert Patrick, Patrick sorry yeah. he really kind of looks similar to Robert Patrick when he turns back in um, to the mm. Asian guy mm. and they do retreat and then you, she shoots up and drops that acid on him and I think again the visuals are really really good I think it's a great yes. touch um, of, what, of what, you, it. you say that why not get Robert Patrick in this world as well did they ask him I don't know he didn't want to do yeah. it he was too old okay. and he's got a hip injury and he said he just it was oh, a they... one off his role so oh, yeah. Fair enough. yeah I think that would have spoiled it as well because that would have been yeah I don't I'm glad they didn't in a sense yeah me too in hindsight how the film ended up but yeah, yeah. but I like I think it's good but it always kind of makes me question when this Terminator is walking through this acid and he's slowly crumbling apart, the Terminator's 
never seem aware of what's actually happening to them and they keep going then they don't kind of evade one of what's happening or move or he didn't move faster he just carried on walking and it's really strange i don't know whether that's kind of the dna of the terminator it's but... funny you say that Stu, because like when you look at <clears throat> look at what um arnie's seeing is is a c800 and he's identifying all the threats around him um a bit like robocop but yeah when they when you've got like a t1000 that should identify what could be one of their flaws, what would, could, could kill them, like acid. There's no identification of it. It just carry on moseying on through. Yeah. It, it, it's strange. And another thing that's really weird is obviously they come across the time machine, which they've been building and collecting the parts. And they need these uh, CPUs from the Terminator because they don't have the technology in 1984. But when they're talking of should they go to, um, they want to go to 1997, which is what Sarah wants. But yeah. it's Carl Reese who says, no, we need to go to October 2017 because that's when um, Genesis is launched um, and Skynet is Genesis. But they seem in such a rush to to be sent back in time or sent forward in time when they don't need to because it's a time machine. There is no need to rush. Surely time is on your side. Do you, do you know what I mean? They yeah. argue. Mm. Uh, it just it doesn't make sense. And. I don't know why. Why couldn't they have gone to 1997? I know they've done it already, and it'd be a bit weird if they then relived 1997 or went to relive all the Terminator films. But why couldn't they have gone to 1997? Because that's when Skynet was created and killed Dyson. I don't know. They obviously needed to go in a different direction, because like you say, otherwise they're basically yeah, just actually, Yeah, through. you're right. Because think about it. <laughs> because think about it. Sarah Connor's different. The, time, the timeline's different. The, the, the timeline is different. What would have happened? They wouldn't have found the Terminator arm because the original Terminator, though, is now with them. Yeah. So Terminator 1 never happened. They wouldn't have found the Terminator arm with there, nice. I guess. Because so. nice. you've got Miles Dyson in this. You've got Danny Dyson in this. So yeah. you could have gone and killed Miles Dyson, Danny Dyson. And I know he's a child, but who gives a task? Just kill the whole family. And uh, then it wouldn't have happened. I didn't understand the necessity that they had to go to uh, um, 2017. But the whole premise is that the only reason Terminator 2 happened is because they found the arm and the chip and were able to build the future from that. So if it never happened in 1984, what happened for them to get to this point? Yeah, that's very true, actually. Which doesn't make any sense at all. No. So the technology would never exist. So they could have just lived now and nothing would have changed, would it? No. And if they would have would've... destroyed Pops when his batteries ran out, it would have... <laughs> and that's what... Yeah, that's so true, actually. They could have done that because there is no arm. No. There is no other Terminators. They've got everyone. So they don't need to travel in any time. That's right, isn't it? Well, no, no, because I think the idea is Skynet is going to get built eventually. That just puts yeah, um, a hold on it. Because well, what happens later on in the film... And this is what threw me as well, is the fact that John Connor's there as an advisory to the Dysons. Yeah, John Connor yeah, goes back to 2014, ridiculous. doesn't he, to ensure that it's built. Mm. That's why he goes back. But now they could still go and kill Dyson in 1984. Yeah, but in the first Terminator film, you didn't have the Terminator killed, had you? The Terminator hadn't died because it was the first Terminator to ever go back with, with Carl Reese. And 
Skynet was had still been built, and this is before the Terminator left his arm. So this, so the first Terminator just sped things up. Right. It's, Did it? Yeah, I, I, don't it's, I, don't, I don't know. It's so confusing because, as you say, the reason why it all kind of carried on was because they found this the the chip, they found the arm, mm. which is shown in Terminator Two, but this has gone a different direction already because there is no chip or arm. So they've got, and Greece and Sarah Connor have now got control because they've got, obviously they've got the Terminator, they've got um, Pops, but they've, if they collected the one that was um, brought back to life by the T-1000, they'd have all their technology in front of them, wouldn't they, for the future? Yeah, yeah. So Skynet wouldn't have been built. That's right, isn't it? Because that's the only reason why they built Skynet. No, because the Skynet was already built in Terminator 1. And that's before he left the arm. Because the Terminator had to be built to come back anyway. So Skynet was already built. Cyberdyne Systems was, had already been built in the first Terminator, hadn't they? Because they, they must have built it without the arm. The arm uh, thing and the yeah, chip, I no. think, just sped it up. Just made the technology go that much quicker. It's almost like <laughs> you and I leaving an iPhone back in 1997 and then iPhone's coming out like five years later. Not when it really did. You know what I mean? It's so confusing, isn't it? Honestly, let us know. Uh, the film at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. <laughs> I'm completely fucking confused. I what like diagrams. So send me a picture. Timeline. A nice timeline. That's what we I need. did look on YouTube. And someone did explain it, but they oh, it was so confusing. But anyway, that, so they do decide to go to 2017. Uh, and obviously, Pops can't go because we've spoken about that before. It's like putting tinfoil in a microwave and it will explode. And conveniently, what he does is wait 34 years um, where he conveniently gets a building job in the new Skynet building. And it's just like the Death Star where he's kind of built some secret thing that no one knows about, which is going to pay off later on, exactly as they did in Death Star. And when these two kind of awkwardly go naked into this time machine, which obviously isn't shown um, boobies or anything like that, it's a 12... Uh, unfortunately, yeah, but Game of Thrones is Game available. Of Thrones. Yes, it is. Um, they land naked on a highway or a freeway or a motorway, whatever way you call it. Um, and then they get taken into custody by the police. And then again, J.K. Simmons is there. And <clears throat> remember, folks, he was in 1984 and he was saved by uh, Carl Reese. So he plays a part in this and no one believes him. He's like a joke character because he keeps running around very awkwardly telling people that they are from the future, that there's something going on. Um, I, again, as I said before, I, I, I don't really kind of like J.K. Simmons, but I don't understand. And again, these things are just thrown out there. They show you flashbacks to a young lad who's standing in front of the mirror who says, um, Genesis is Skynet, Skynet is Genesis. And... Uh, he got a present and it's like an iPad and obviously once Genesis is turned on it's like an app that is going to control everything and what is confusing is that Genesis is an app like Apple launches um, but for some reason the US military will use the same app to control their nuclear weapons <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just I didn't realise that I didn't realise that oh, up, isn't oh. it yeah, it actually really controls is. everything. Everything. Yeah, because yeah. you'd leave that chance to iOS 16, wouldn't you? you Especially know. the updates coming from Android and iOS—they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's bizarre that 
it's an app they're using and the military have bought this app available on the play store to control <laughs> yeah oh it's terrible it really is terrible there's just it's got in-app purchases as well uh, it's just it's these things which really throw a spanner in the works if you're trying to get on board with this happening yeah. I, I just yeah. don't get it and where did this kid come from because they're saying it's because when Carl Reese goes to 1984 he sees Matt Smith t- kill um, John Connor and that causes like a ripple in the timeline but I don't understand how it goes so this young kid is a young Carl Reese from another universe or something it's so confusing why yeah. this kid needs to be in it I, I don't get it well, isn't it isn't it because he goes he time travels and he <laughs> sees the alternate version of him and that's how he hears about what he needs to say and do it's, it's convoluted but it's that nexus event thing that we've talked about in loki which just blows your fucking head off and it's a really good easy out for people to try and explain something that's just well, like, oh, shit. oh no don't get me wrong loki is absolutely fantastic but because they they do that thing which oh is where they get his hand and they do the straight line just run in a straight yeah. line and they try to make a massive foreshadow and pay off yeah. later on that's when supposed it just to mean comes something, across isn't as it? creepy. Yeah, that's supposed to, yeah, creepy, yeah. They're supposed yeah. to mean something, isn't it, as well? And you think, Rocky, that's really important. I need to remember that. And then when they play it on the end, you think, I'm no, no, no I'm none the wiser. No, because no. she does it. They're in the hospital, and obviously they have this fake argument, which is probably the worst acting in the film, when you've got J.K. Simmons, who's saying to them, look, where are you from? Like, I, I know you and you know me. And they do recognise each other as Officer O'Brien. Because weirdly, when they're in 1984, even though it never happens in any other film, Carl Reese refers to him as Officer O'Brien. And suddenly he remembers 34 years later. I mean, why he's in the police force 34 years later and he's not retired on a boat fishing somewhere, <laughs> I've got no idea. But out of the blue, John Connor arrives, all freaky Halloween-looking, with all of the scars on his face. And did you, obviously, you've seen this before, but when you first saw this, did you think he's a baddie, or did you think, like, how well, he okay. What, what, John Connor? Yeah, John Connor. The film, I know you don't watch trailers, the film, they did one massive mistake in here. In the trailer is the, um, is the scene where John Connor admits he's a baddie. You're joking. In no, the trailer. Got, yeah, the scene where he's a Terminator is in the trailer. There wasn't, I think, the suggestion is there wasn't that much interest in this film. Bearing in mind, people thought people already thought that it was messing up the first two films, the Blood franchise. And to drum more interest in, um, a, a lot of people suspected that they um, ended up trying to show more of the film to get people interested in it. And, and the, the, the last trailer, the last main trailer before the film released was the John Connor reveal that he's a Terminator. And do you know, I've just looked at the poster oh, and he's on the front of the poster as a, a Terminator. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, he is, isn't he? he how, is. stu- how stupid oh, is that? No. I mean, it's just... It's, yeah, the whole thing. Just, I mean, look, think about it. We've, we've probably spent more time trying to understand what happened than they did writing the script. So... It's just no, ridiculous, just, isn't it? It's true. That is yeah, true, and it's, it's frustrating. So you do see Danny Dyson. You see kind of TV interviews with regards to Genesis launching, and it's a massive thing. Um, 
And it's it's strange because they, if you hadn't seen the posters, if you hadn't seen the trailers, they do keep you guessing because John Connor does help them escape. And they do believe John Connor is on side and he proves it. He does talk about the past and he kind of passes several tests with regards to any doubt that is in John Connor's mind. And remember that John Connor is so loyal to um, sorry, that Carl Reese is so loyal to John Connor. He's got no reason to disbelieve anything. And that John Connor does actually give say that speech to Sarah Connor and even she buys into it, doesn't she? That is awful, though, isn't it? I'm not being funny. She, he's talking to her about her bringing him up before it's even happened. Yeah. Like saying, you sing me this and about Elton John and all this shit. It's not, I'm not being funny. It's not happened. No. How does she know that that is? And then she's like, oh my God, it's John. It's like, you don't even know him. <laughs> no, Fuck I off. thought that when I watched it. You did this to me. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> 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 Well, no, because otherwise he wouldn't exist at all. And then yeah, which is be turned yeah. into what he is now. 
And it's quite strange that he can't do that because it, it's like a a killer, but he's limited to who he can kill, which is weird because you'd naturally think that as soon as he wakes up, I'm going to go and kill Sarah, I'm going to kill Arnie and everything, but it doesn't work out. And that's like when he's got the detonator later on, it, it kind of ruins it. And obviously you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, he can't kill Sarah. Arnold Schwarzenegger can't kill Sarah, but Carl Reese can kill anyone. That's right, isn't it? That's the way it kind of plays out because that doesn't really affect the timeline. That's right, isn't it? Well, if he, well, Carl Reese can't kill him or his or Sarah, was they can't mate and have John. So no, so they kind of send a Terminator and no one can kill each other. Basically, <laughs> they yeah. just stand in the car park whistling. Stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> Cards, anyone? <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of that scene from the uh, that scene from the office when they're when they're role playing and they're all at the end, isn't it? They're all pretending to shoot each other or not. Yeah, that stalemate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one can. So they send a Terminator back and no one can kill each other. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. But basically. Superb. <laughs> That's why this is a 12. But I do like it when they're in the hospital and you get uh, this massive magnet for these, um, what are they called, those machines where you just lay MRI. In. Yeah, an MRI. And you get the magnet for the MRI, which does stick um, both Arnie and John Connor to him. And again, the special effects in this film, I think, are really good. The way you've got the nanos, um, kind of the nanobots coming out of um, Clark as he's walking across the room. And uh, I think it's so, so clever. And I think all the way through, and as I've said this before, to the kind of the special effects of Arnold Schwarzenegger's face, I don't think this film suffers anywhere with the special effects. I don't know what you guys think. Oh, and they're good. Again, this is a massive callback, though, isn't it, to Terminator 3? Where uh, she gets stuck to that metal massive... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. So, yet again, they can't have an original idea other than the acids, which was fairly original, getting that. But again, it's another homage to another film where it gets a magnet stops him. But the special effects, like you say, Stu, are good. There's no, you can't have an issue with that. I think they're all done very well. They look believable. You know, other than maybe Arnie's face at the beginning, where you know they've CGI'd him completely. Even though it's good, you can tell it's not. But everything else, it's you know, you don't not sitting there going, oh, that looks crap. No, no. Uh, and then you see like the R&D with regards to um, Skynet or Cyberdyne, where they're making, I don't understand like the robotics of they're making this kind of polyalloy robots, um, which is like the T-1000s they're making, aren't they? Yeah, they've got the alloy, but they explain it later. I can't remember exactly what they say, but they can't make it work. Without a computer chip or some that, device. Yeah, yeah, something rather that's stops it from melting so they haven't quite got there yet even though the guy in the future that is pretty much skynet because he's a nano terminator surely would be able to do it but i don't understand why they're making this in the first place because obviously john connor is pushing the technology to make these but you've got the dysons there uh, are going to make this and they kind of do hint like when this is all sorted out it's boom and all stuff like that they kind of foreshadow of of the nuclear bombs and everything but wh- I, don't I don't understand now as... why they're making it pardon i don't i don't think he meant as in boom nuclear war i think he thinks boom it's going to open up like a whole new way of life with time travel and stuff like that 
Oh, I thought it was um, having a cheeky reference to boom, everything's going to blow up, and no, I, this no. is what I mean, but you don't understand that because you're just a, a stupid human being. But Yeah, because it's, no, uh, it's Dyson, the one that goes boom, isn't it? And I think he's in the sense of it's going to you know, be massive and they're going to make billions and whatever out of it, not realising that the Terminator from the future is actually creating the future. Yeah, and it, it does... Them. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't. It doesn't seem like something that would possibly work and that they possibly would need in 2017. That's what I don't get. They're making uh, the app. They're making Genesis, uh, and they're launching that. But do these robots have anything to do with Genesis, or is this a sideline? Because they're making a time machine. Why the hell would you need a time machine in 2017? It's all a sideline, though, isn't it? I think it's them. Just he's trying to push push it along. If you see what I mean, it's an alternate timeline, and he's he's come back from the future to, and he's decided that he's going to you know help Cyberdyne create these things earlier than they should have been. Yeah, but it's it's not it's nothing to do with Skynet becoming self-aware and nuke, you know dropping all the nukes on everyone. Right. I mean, when it kind of a bit later on, you do see there's an underground bunker, and you learn that Arnold Schwarzenegger's been hoarding loads of weapons and ammunition for this moment in time. And I like the scene between um, Courtney and Schwarzenegger when they're loading all the the clips into the magazines, and you do get Arnold Schwarzenegger's hand starts to shake and kind of stiffen up, and he can't put the bullets in. And it, I think they're obviously trying to reflect that he's old, but kind of very much the human element of like Parkinson's or arthritis where he can't do it because of age. And just that moment between Carl Reese and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I thought that was really good. I, I don't know whether you thought that was pants and just not needed, but I quite like that. I thought that built their characters even more. Isn't that the, isn't that the, 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 the scenes when she's, she notices the, <clears throat> she's looking at the pictures that she drew, yeah. she, she drawn years ago. That humanises him and then I think you're right Stu I think you've then got him you know he, he's, he's struggling to put the bullets in and stuff I think that again humanises him as well so and she's looking at him fondly too so, you know fondly too so I think yeah you're right it, it kind of yeah it does humanise him a bit <clears throat> yeah Jay you're very quiet have you just gone has it just killed your energy is it this film has yeah this bloody film has <laughs> Oh, it's the worst Terminator <laughs> film for me. It's the sub. It's the sub. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a, a few good bits, but yeah. I didn't think this bit was. You know, it's a nice touch. Don't get me wrong, but where I don't know. He's still a Terminator. I know she's mm. humanised him to a certain degree, but why would he keep pictures and? And you know, yeah, bring I her favourite music along and all this sort of stuff. Oh, it's going to be nice for Sarah. And then the day, yeah. all he cares about is them say her surviving. And yes, but also stopping Skynet. Like John Connor tried to do to in, in Terminator Two, she's humanised him, and, and he's a le- if he's got his learning computer chip on, he's going to yeah. learn what she likes to try and be a better detector person. Maybe I don't know. But he's, he's oh, being okay. sentimental. I, yeah, it, it's, I think it's for the viewer, isn't it? It's for yeah. the viewer. It's for, it's for us to warm to the yeah. It's what it's for us to warm to it really. I think. But anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> so after the underground bunker, you do get John Connor who comes back again, um, and it's strange because he does keep coming back, but 
there's little conviction into actually killing any of them um, and how the action is going to carry on, which does lead to like a, a bus chase, which for me has been done so many times. It's just like speed. It's just been done in all the time. I was going to say speed, Stu. I was going to say speed. And if you want to be incognito, don't get a fucking yellow school bus. No. Only oh, get hang on, though. Dark night. That is the only time you can get in a school bus. But <laughs> there's no there's no bus chase, though, is there, Stu? Like there is in the other Arnie film where he's in a uh, Russian. Oh, what? In a Red Heat. Oh, Red Heat. Lord. Now, that bus, is the bus chase. Oh dear, you got a dreadful. Is that all the other buses? The only bus chase where you only actually see the two buses in the same shot once and they're not anywhere near each other. It's, it's just utter dog shit, isn't it? It really is. But you you do get this terrible bus chase and it leads to the line where Arnie comes out and he hits goes for the windscreen of a police car. And it's yeah. just oh, who is telling Arnie to say these things? It's just cheese. It's it's frustrating. I think one of the things I found difficult about this, and I know that he obviously is iconic for the role of Terminator and stuff like that and what have you, and they've been able to move around it because of the fact that, you know, he's been sent back always as Arnie because he's got a connection with John and Sarah Connor and all this sort of stuff. But it would have been nice if they'd had someone else. What, as in another Terminator? Yeah, because it's always him, and it's just, I don't know, I just find it quite frustrating that it's was, always, always Arnie playing the T-800, coming back and back and back and back. To, but would that put people through the cinema, though, Neil? Do you think people would come it, back for someone else? Well, but potentially, you're right, Stu. To, uh, no, sorry, Paul, to be honest. Um, I just, I just find it quite weak from him is it just a paycheck or does he na- does he really think when he reads these scripts that they're groundbreaking because i can't really imagine question. anyone you know it's just frustrating yeah, I don't think you'll ever know i've been watching the interviews of arnie about this he says the generic lines of like everyone else says i wasn't going to do it until i read a solid script and the storyline yeah it's yeah exactly it's, you're never going to get him unless he until he's really, really older and writes a book and kind of starts slating these films. But yeah. the, the, it's so just Final Destination, the bus crashes, they're hanging off the bridge, it's like Spider-Man and you've got the helicopters there. It's just boring. And um, you've got John Connor who's after them as well. And it just, none of it works for me. There is nothing, I'm not on the edge of my seat or invested in these kind of scenes. Um, and they are rescued from the bridge. Um and that's when you get to the the scene which you do like of the bad boys when they're all in the police station. No. Again, a choice of doing this. I mean, Jay, why did you like this scene so much? I don't get I it. I didn't. I hate. I um. I. It's just <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's going to be serious, isn't it? Uh, don't get me wrong. T one and T two. I'm sure they they did have slight moments of levity rather than pure comic. But this was. Just akin to the Terminator putting on those silly little shade, star star shaped shades from T3. Why? Yeah. yeah. You know why? It takes you completely out of the film. I mean, there's meant to be, you know, saving the world's at stake, and you go and do this, and it's not even a comedy, isn't it? And you're trying to take the world seriously, and it's they can't even take their own material seriously. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I don't understand. You know, I completely agree. It's all crap. And he's, you know, they do the lineup, and then he starts smiling at the camera. 
yeah and all this and it's it's truly awful and then it was they're, awful they're interviewing them and of course arnie doesn't say anything and they say oh you don't talk much do you so fuck off you know and <laughs> um why potentially you bring in the parents because he's got the same fingerprints as a very young kyle reese but why would you bring the kid in yeah i, and, yeah, I know i thought that especially when the kid when asking the family if he recognises him and he says about his dad. I've never seen him before. How about you folks? You know this man? No. He does look familiar. He kind of looks like you, Dad. Uh, why on earth? It doesn't look like his dad. <laughs> why? I, I don't understand why you'd have that line. And that's what frustrates me, that a lot of the films which we watch, obviously we watch them to critique them and to talk about them. In in hindsight, if someone looks at this, on the cutting room floor, this scene should live and die on the cutting room floor. Because <laughs> it makes no difference, does it, that daddy looks like you. Oh, fuck off. Mm. Like, seriously. It, I'm just not interested. And then the, the family do escape because... Obviously, um, John Connor does kind of morph into this female um, FBI agent and starts killing mm. people. So she gets the family out. And again, she just does the same thing to the kid, gets his hands. And so it's just go in a straight line. And oh, no. oh, it, it's no payoff. Oh. You don't need to say this, but they make such a point of this being a massive factor in this. And that the convenience of when they escape and go to the arms store. And they're the, the police force who've somehow got liquid magnet batch, um, shotgun cartridges <laughs> with these battering ram things, which are also magnetic. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, just... true. No, I don't. I don't think that was in their general store. I think that was in their seized property store, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, local crime gang. I think it was in their seized yeah. property store. It was, oh, next, it was next to the cannabis and. Um, some put, and some it's stolen codes by students. Yeah. Uh, I right, did like the helicopter chase. I thought that was a really good oh, chase. No, 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 no,
that's that, amazing. That, that machine should be spending at least two minutes on the ground whilst everything's in flow. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're such a driving instructor. You, oh you've, got so, you've got so <laughs> many. You've got so many checks to put in place before that thing goes up in the air. Right? Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, but not a jackknife lorry to be I found. think this I think this film's long enough without him having right. to do his two minute cockpit check. So it's mate. just no, not two minutes. It's about t- so oh, and anyway. this thing's just like thrown up into the air. So this is what frustrates me about films the helicopters like it's literally just it just makes a farce of it. Sorry. At least Tom Cruise flies them on and he's a bloody legend. But what? So, a helicopter chase, love it or hate it, Marmite or not, I, I liked it. But what I didn't get is the massive plan. This is what we're going to do. They need to go to um, Skynet, and that's what they want to take down. So, the idea that to stop this from happening, so to make sure they get there first, Arnold Schwarzenegger jumps out, propels himself like a torpedo into John Connor's helicopter, but he still gets there first. <laughs> <laughs> what were they trying to do? What kind of plan was that? Because it just didn't work. I they were obviously no, no. right outside the bloody Skynet when this happened. That, so, that goes that, that goes back to your bits on the cutting room floor. I think something might have been put in place where it shouldn't have been. Oh, That's the just, thing, isn't it? I'm going to stop this helicopter by making it crash right at the front door. Right. No, I know, I know. Knowing that it's not going to kill him because nothing no. can. Oh. It is absolute oh, bollocks. But I'm thinking... Paul, Paul, Paul has set a dangerous precedent there with the helicopter ran. Because like, any time anyone gets in the car, we're going to be like, didn't check the brake lights, didn't check the oil, <laughs> didn't put the seatbelt on properly. What's yeah. going on? What's going your on? Your T's and P's, your T's and P's. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you'll be pleased to know, Jay, we nearly are at the finish of this. We're at the climax, but they do get to uh, Skynet. And they know their way around, thankfully, because Arnold Schwarzenegger, as I say, was on the building project. Thankfully... When they were doing that, he did get his SCS card and he was allowed to build. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is really good. And then this creepy kid comes out, um, who is Genesis, and just starts giving this really weird speech that you want to destroy me, you want to destroy everything. And it just doesn't make sense. Genesis is counting down in front of them and it does keep skipping time. Um, and the only good bit is when John Connor comes out, he's talking utter bollocks, and Arnie just comes out of nowhere and throws this massive, I imagine it's part of a helicopter, or something, just spears him right up against the screen and says, you talk too much. And I thought, here, here, I could not agree more, honestly. <laughs> what, did, what did this remind you, what film did it remind you of, people, when that little image of Resident the child Evil? came up? Thank you. What yeah, did you say? I was just about to say that, Neil. They use a girl, don't they? Yeah, Mm. Resident Evil, it's the Umbrella's president's daughter sort of thing. And it's exactly the same bollocks that they've churned out in this 20 years later. But they did it much better, I thought, originally. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But it's another film that has to steal ideas from other films to try. It's just be original for fuck's sake. Anyway. Oh, that's rant. a bit like Paul's helicopter rant. <laughs> it just annoys me. Stop churning the same shit the helicopter. out. Sake. The helicopter rant. That, 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 that is the best. That, that helicopter rant itself is the best thing this film has done in my life. And Paul yeah. does oh, not. Like yeah, that again. That's, that's a man who loves choppers. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got a little bit of like, foam. Oh, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for after the podcast, mate. (laughs) (laughs) 
but when they they do um, try and access this time machine, um, and they can see that the polyalloy kind of uh, terminators, which they are, um, are there to be made, which does play into it later on. And they're going to lay charges around um, like they do in every other film to blow the whole thing up. Of course, it's not that simple. And again, they get to a, um, a stalemate where John Connor's there and he's got Sarah and he's kind of sticking one of his claws through her. I wasn't sure at this point whether he was trying to put his kind of nanotech into her and change her. That's mm. where I thought he was going or I whether did. they'll bring that later on. I did originally when you first started it. I thought, well, maybe he's trying to change her as well. But it clearly wasn't the case, was it? No, it clearly wasn't because they do get to that stalemate again that um, she's got a detonator. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a detonator. He can't blow it up because he can't kill her. Then John Connor's, um, Carl Reese has got it, sorry. He can't really use it. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's, it's really pointless. There's zero attention because they virtually say, well, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so what was the idea? Well, but yeah. they walk around shooting these stupid projectors, which is oh, it's just a pointless, isn't it? It really is pointless. No, it's I, just, it's I, I don't know why they do it. It's like a Jean-Michel Jarre concert over lights and music. It really is. But, yeah. So, But the fight, I did like the fight when... You've got Carl Reese against Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I thought that was the best Terminator v Terminator fight. Especially when you've got the nanotech, which is switching around back and forth. And Schwarzenegger starts getting a massive paste in. And he gets his arm taken off. I mean, I, I, for me, it was really good. For you guys, was this the best Terminator v Terminator fight? If not, tell me your best one. No. The best Terminator versus Terminator fight is in Terminator 2. Yeah. T-1000 versus... Yeah, I agree. Well, because they are yeah. trying to kill each other, and you know, they're you know he's slamming things into him to try and destroy his computer. You know, he rips his fucking head off and everything else like that. This is just a bit of cuddling, throwing each other around. Right. No, I, I, I completely understand what you mean. For me, I get why you think this is the best one. I think shot for shot, and what they did, and what they tried to do is different enough to the others. Where it, it it did feel quite original and it looked amazing set by set, you, you know shot for shot it was amazing directing. The problem I had with it in terms of from just taking a fight, if you took the two purely out of context, this one arguably could have been the better fight. But the problem I had is I wasn't invested in the characters enough. In T two I was, which is why I felt that was a better fight. Does that make yeah. any sense? Am yeah, I no, sense? I completely agree with that. I, I feel stakes wise. <clears throat> Because I didn't know whether Schwarzenegger would live or die in this, whereas I had a rough idea in the other one what would happen to him, that I didn't know which way it would go. Mm. Uh, and I think for me, that was why I enjoyed it more. And the use of the nanotechnology was where he kind of goes one side, goes the other side and kind of punches him. Um, I, I, I thought that played out that was quite really, really well. But, it is, yeah. Again, homages in this, isn't there? Sarah yes. Connor holding the shotgun, continuously oh, yeah. shooting him, so he's going backwards, and then obviously there's a different aspect where he puts the magnet for his chest and stuff like that. But leading up to that, you know, he's ripped his arm off, and instead of just killing him, he stands on his back and they have a chat about it. Yeah, they, they do that in loads it's of them, don't they? Terminator. It's just kill him. That's what you're supposed to do. 
it's a machine. You don't give a shit if it lives or dies, but you want it dead because it's in your way. Having a conversation with someone that you're going to kill is pointless because they're not going to fucking know anything you said because they're dead. So just yeah. fucking get on with it. <laughs> well, I did like the look of the Nano Terminator. I thought that looked absolutely brilliant. It made a really nice change from like the T-800. And it, it just looked a lot more sinister. And it reminded me of kind of Ultron, which is what it is, isn't it? The Genesis mm. is Ultron. Genesis will get into your software and you can't get rid of it because you can't turn every bit of technology, and that's exactly what Ultron was in Age of yeah. Ultron. Yeah. So, but Age of Ultron obviously did it much better because Marvel absolutely rocks. But Marvel. they do shoot at the end of it. Conveniently, they've got these magnet, liquid magnet cartridges from the police station that they shoot into it. Arnie has got this kind of magnet from a speaker, and he chucks him into the this time machine, and as they've stated numerous times in various films, you can't put a Terminator in a time machine because it rips it to shreds. But how did he get back? Well, how did who get back? How did John Connor get back then? I know, it doesn't make sense. Again, because he would have got back to a similar time machine because he gave them the technology, like yeah. the Dysons, to create this time machine. So you're, you're right, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, because I know that he's covered in skin, quotation marks, but surely that's just the nanotechnology making it look like skin. It's not actual human skin. And I suppose how well, they get around this is because he is just in his robot form while he's in there. But surely if he was clever enough, he would have just turned his nanotechnology back into skin and he would have been, wouldn't have been affected. Massive plot hole for me. Yeah. Oh, mm. completely. It, it doesn't make sense. And and it, it's the same way that he got here is just, using the same machine or virtually same technology it's the same thing that ends up killing him and it's interesting that because i thought arnie was going to die i thought that was the way it plays out these two have a baby john connor's kind of born and that's the way it goes i was really surprised that arnie gets fired out of that machine after the nano terminator dies and he lands in this kind of the liquid alloy and that makes him into a t800 stroke t1000 terminator He's been upgraded, apparently. However, how that works, I have no idea. So I take it that this isn't the same Terminator that's in Terminator Dark Fate? No, they, no. Uh, Dark Fate is almost rebooting the franchise again, in yeah. a way, mate. Because he's an no, old Terminator, isn't he? Well, sorry, yes, but not, yeah, yeah, he is, but not the same one. It's, it's very, oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, so this bookmarks this Terminator kind of multiverse i take it then yeah i think this is obviously how they were going to go into the second one of this series because he would have been like a brand new terminator because he's been upgraded with the alloy metal yeah yeah it's different it's different because the direct on a director's tim miller in dark fate yeah isn't he but um matey boy is involved in it again isn't he i think the original director james cameron i think yeah he is i know based on character yeah, no, he is. Story by James Cameron and other people. Yeah. So I think it was rescued. It got quite a high rating in the... Um, in, in yeah, but James, James Cameron in 2020, in late 2010s and 2020, is not the same James Cameron, I think, that did Terminal oh, no. Aliens. I mean, oh, no, like, I mean, basically, he did, like, Dances with Wolves with Aliens and everyone uh, makes thinks it's amazing. Yeah, you could do anything, but his name by it. But yeah. it, anyway. it ends up with them in the, the room that conveniently the honest horse nigger did make for them 
um, without anyone knowing uh, and that they can survive this blast. But they kind of can't survive the blast because they're going to run out of oxygen and they think they're going to die. Possibly they would have died. So they kind of survived being blown up to now be suffocated. But Arnold Schwarzenegger does kick down the door and that's when you see that he's got the same technology as the T-1000. And the film ends when they desperately need to do something um, they've saved everything. They believe that there's not going to be any Skynet, no Cyberdyne, but they need to go and find that little boy, um, Carl Reese. And for some unknown reason that he needs to, Carl Reese as Jay Courtney needs to say to him that uh, Terminator is um, Skynet and Skynet is Terminator. But you don't need to say that. It's really weird. I don't understand why they ended the film like this. Who, who, who are their, his parents? Because fuck me. One, he, she's, they've allowed some weird woman in the police station to start rubbing your kids' hands. And then the same <laughs> woman turns up at your house with two weird blokes. Yeah, go and chat to him on your own in the back garden. It's fine. I'm sure you won't kidnap him or do something horrendous. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought exactly the same now. Yeah, but the, the whole conversation, starting with Sarah Connor, to, uh, that little kid, is just bizarre and again should have kept a lot of other things company on the uh, cutting room floor a friend of mine really needs to talk to you if that's okay yeah i guess so this is gonna sound kind of strange but there's something i need you to remember a message who do i tell yourself over and over. Are you ready? It goes like this. Remember, Genesis is Skynet. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Uh, Jay, did you like that? I think you like that bit. That's one of your favourite bits. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> it's, just, it's just painful. So, and then, <laughs> then sadly the film ends but and they were off the back of this going to make two more films and i think that it would have been interesting to see where they would have gone especially with arnold Schwarzenegger now now having that um t1000 technology of where they were going to take this and i've looked um and i they were going to kind of they said that originally they were going to make two more films regardless of the critics um kind of opinions of this and obviously that was dumped so I think this was Paramount's first go at making the Terminator franchise. That's before but, they've heard this podcast as well. So. <laughs> so I, I can't find where they were going to take some more direction. I, I would love to have known what they were going to do with this. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I honestly thought Dark, Dark Fate was the second one, but I didn't realise that it wasn't. So it's interesting that it was a, a further reboot. Yeah, because they said that they're going to do three later. films and then hand it over to James Cameron. And, oh, really? Yeah. And uh, that's what they agreed to do. Um, wow. When they did the first one, they just, everyone thought it was such crap. They just went, James Cameron, it's all yours, by the way. You take it. <laughs> take it, mate. <laughs> yeah. like, Which become like a... I mean, the last three or four films have become like a poison chalice, almost. When you, when you look in hindsight, the hot potato that nobody wants. Um, yeah. Well, even... Lots of people want it, but they can't do anything with it. No, no, no. And when they do get it, it's not... I mean, the only original one, really in every film i'd argue 
is Salvation in terms of purely original because they tried to yeah. do something completely different. And all the other ones are slightly different takes of one and two. Yeah, I think it's really hard to do something with it because, you know, we've just pulled it to pieces for about how they, they bounce around the time and like not explain everything as you need to. I think trying to unpick that and re- create a new film, having unpicked all of that and then create something new around that and all the, you know, jumping through time and that, I think it's going to be a massive, massive work no, I know, for someone I know. to pick up. No, you're right, Paul. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, what, what, where are the options, really? I don't know. I mean, they've always tried to go bigger. Maybe you try and go smaller. I mean, mm. I don't know. For example, like you want a massive cargo ship and a Terminator's on there and you just film the cargo ship and you've got no weapons. How are you going to kill it? How are you going to stop it and protect what this one? Pa- I, don't, I, I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, I hate I mean, like that. No, how, I have no idea how, where you would go either, but mm. not a copy and paste from yeah. the other. I mean, these are relying, as Neil, I think, quite rightly put it, um, couple of podcasts here they're, they're relying on the nostalgia they're you relying are. on it yeah. and yeah. throughout the whole film they cannot come up with anything original and that's why i think the franchise we're saying hopefully it has a rest for at least a decade mm. and that's the same thing if you look bearing in mind like i know it's a completely different but still on the same on the um um time machine side of it things back to the future if, if everything if everyone was okay and everyone was be able to able to film Back to the Future Four, it would not be anywhere near what would what they created one, two, and three. No. <clears throat> I know we we've debated those, but then it would be it, it would be a, would you know it would be pulled to pulled to pieces because it's all been done before and you know it just it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be wouldn't well, be worth yeah. watching. Mm. Well, they're doing that. They're doing that with, no, well they're doing that with Ghostbusters, aren't they? Sort of. Yeah, I'm actually looking no. forward to that. I'm actually looking mm. forward to that, and I hope I'm not disappointed. Um, I think, unless I'm very wrong, you will end up being disappointed. Oh, please, there, there, will, there will be like all these things, and I'm not being funny, we have this quite often, but what you'll have is lots of references back to the good old yeah. days of when we enjoyed this in the 80s or, what, or the 90s, yeah. and then a mediocre story surrounding it with lots and lots of good CGI. May I, and, you're probably, I hope you're wrong. I, I, I know, I know. I can Name see what you're saying, Neil. But I hope no, you're Neil, right. you're right. Name I think a Neil, film you're that right. hasn't done that recently. No, you're right, no, Neil. Yeah, you're right. Make a good film first, and then put the references in after. Yeah. But make exactly. the solid script and film first. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. for something like Ghostbusters, don't use CGI. Like use no. loose lo- stop motion. You use use the old skills, the old proper yeah. artwork, because CGI is such. Even now. You know, um, it, well, it's such a poor relation to to, to the old. Well, what you could do, Paul, you you could use stop motion and and and, and add a tiny bit of CGI to maybe make it that bit much more smoother. Yeah, initially, maybe a perfect blend of the two. But yeah, you're right. CGI. The minute you see too much CGI, it's like you're playing a computer game, isn't it? Yeah. You watch the first Star Wars, and it's amazing. You oh, watch it's them, horrible. Anything new, you just know it's CGI. Compared, it just yeah, 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 when it's CGI. Yeah. It's, it doesn't compare, does it? Yeah, I mean, look at the Phantom Menace from 98. It looks like a computer game now, most of those scenes. Yeah, it's terrible. At the end. But yeah, I've, let, let, let's see where we are with um, Ghostbusters. But it, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it, and hopefully it won't be a disappointment. Hopefully. No, hopefully, yeah, exactly. But you have got, if you go to six minutes and 30 seconds um, towards the end of this film... You have got the post-credit scene where 
it kind of gives it away as in what their intentions were to kind of relaunch the second film where you've got um and it's clearly someone evil you go to the time machine and there's this big red light big ball flashing um where it could be kind of a t-1000 it could be another nano um terminator and you do get that um but genesis there so that's where they're launching the second one um obviously genesis is still alive but thankfully, and we will never ever know of what they were going to do with that. But oh, yeah, that's, that's Terminator Genesis, which it's. Do you know what? It's. I know there's so many uh, kind of plot holes in this, but still, I'd recommend someone to watch it. I honestly would because I think if you've invested in one, two, three, four, and I think you've got to watch five just to see how they've all kind of developed and how they've gone downhill. I, I think so, and it, it's not all a bad film. I mean, the the timeline it is is bad in a lot of it, and I think they've really made life hard for them by introducing things and not explaining to why they've come along and how they're about. But and I think it suffers for that. But I, I think it's not a bad film. I think I'd give it probably two out of five. But I don't think it's a bad film. I think there are there are worse films. Three is a worse film than five. And I know the bar isn't raised that high, but I think they tried a lot of new things in this. And I thought I see a lot of things they did try worked really well. What's that? The bar, what the hell is that noise? Something that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me trying to explode. Fucking steam coming out of my ears hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear okay. a bell as well. Is somebody in the corner shop? what did you think jay (laughs) Um, what did i think i I think i think i think the plot i think when you say when you say plot holes i'm thinking the fucking grand canyon yeah Uh, when when it when it comes to the the mariana trench that's how big they are (laughs) in in this film i i I appreciate it did try to do things it looks very nice that there's some really really nice set pieces the problem is, the biggest problem is it with, there's no chemistry between Sarah Connor and Carrie's, I don't think, or enough for you to care. You're not invested in really any of the characters. It shits on the first two films, which are the best ones. Um, and yeah, this is getting a one and a half out of five. It's horrible because of what it did to the franchise. I think it damaged it beyond repair. So however good Dark Fate was, this would have still damaged it because it came out, the Dark Fate came out still quite soonish afterwards uh the best bit about the film i said there were the set pieces the worst bit was the script and the complete lack of chemistry and the complete lack of me feeling invested in the film which i did in the first four at some point because i still cared i still cared about the ending of three and i still kind of i still cared uh, i had caring moments in salvation this one uh, no but my, my pulse was almost flatlining throughout the whole film <laughs> there we go <laughs> So having missed Salvation, which I'm going to catch up on, I've started watching the first half an hour, but then um, I kind of lost a bit of interest in Columbo was on, so I moved on to that. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. So I will, I will go back to it. So um, I agree with, I agree with James in as much as he's right, actually. I, you've got the, you've got the two characters there, but there's no chemistry. So, yeah, and I did notice that at the time. There wasn't any chemistry between the two. There were plot holes. Um, because I'd missed one episode, I've not seen Terminator 2 since, like, 91, 92. Um, maybe I should have seen it beforehand and seen Salvation beforehand. But um, for me, it was a lot of um, 
almost like trying to catch up and thinking I missed things because maybe it was the plot holes, maybe it was my lack of understanding, but I was finding I had to rewind to try and understand how they were explaining what they were doing and where they were going and why. Um, I would say two to three, maybe three the most, three maximum out of five, only because uh, it did move, it had a pace to it, and it, there were some good fight scenes and you know, there were there were some good special effects, and they they seem to do very well with the special effects, making Arnie look younger. And I think, yeah, for the action side of it, I think that that kind of bolstered it in my mind. It was worth watching. Good Fair choice. Wait, um, well, I don't like this film at all. Uh, I'd give it a one out of five at a push. Um, the only reason I'm giving it that high a score is because of like the fact that it does look good. And it has lots and lots of references back to the other films, which are nice. But unfortunately, I think they do that far too much because they have to throw it back to the films that are actually good. Because there's nothing really good about this film. It doesn't make any sense. It jumps around all over the place. It's just utter nonsense. It can't explain itself. And the way it explains itself is by saying that things have been deleted. And it's just... Mm. It's crap. It, there's not enough continuity whatsoever. I can understand why they were trying to do it because they're money grabbing bastards, but it was, unne- it was unnecessary. Three was unnecessary. This was even worse than three. Um, I I recommend it to people to watch if they want to see a train wreck of a film that's like James has said, completely destroyed a franchise and is probably oh, repairable for some time so yeah watch it if you want to watch a pile of shit and want to see how you can ruin a franchise that could have been something amazing um but yeah cgi bits were great and so was the um so was the callbacks i, I did enjoy those but that, that's about it for me <coughs> no, fair play fair play i mean next week we're going to be finishing the terminator retrospective off with 2019's terminator uh, dark fate which directed by tim miller and written by shitloads of people including james cameron where they got everyone onto the uh, the gravy train of this film's going to be amazing because uh james cameron's name is put against it um and that does have linda hamilton and sarah connor she reprises her role we've got obviously the t800 played by arnold schwarzenegger and the best thing about this film um straight from the off is that um within the first probably five minutes um John Connor uh, gets shot and killed, which is amazing because that's what I wanted to happen in Terminator 2. And uh, what's the ki- what's the kid's name who plays that? <laughs> you hate that guy so much. What's his name? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember his name now. Um, I, I remember how much you hate him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so annoying that I really can't think of his name. Let's have a little cheeky looky. Uh, Terminator. Uh, Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong. Yes, that's the one. First five minutes, Edward Furlong gets shot in the head with a shotgun, which is so good. So uh, yeah, for me that's a five out of five already, and that's it. We can watch the first five minutes and I'll be a happy man. So I bet you Stu's background is like a GIF of that scene on his phone. (laughs) Done and done again, isn't it? It's interesting because I was just looking at the cast, but Robert Patrick was in Dark Fate. 
I need to watch this again because I, I clearly can't remember it. They've got all of them back. Earl Bowen is Dr. Silberman. Oh, no, I'm, just, I'm looking at the wrong one. I was got myself <laughs> very confused then. I was like, bloody hell. Right, we, 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 look, back. we were looking, looking at T2 by the chance. I was, I was. Back all beat, got, wow, I got, that's like, really weird. All excited. I got all excited and then I've looked back and I'm not excited again. Oh, um, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got everyone's in it. Everyone everyone's in it. From Terminator 2, what's going on? What a We'll be Terminator Dark Fate next week. And then we're going to go on to another film which. We'll start good and then get dramatically worse. Um, and it involves children, which really irritates me. But we're going to go to the Indiana Jones retrospective review for <laughs> everything, which is going to be really interesting. So join us next week. Myself and Neil, we're going to be doing Loki, which I think is episode three that they're on. It is. Um, which is such a good series. So again, still two podcasts coming out every single week. The uh, film reel cast on YouTube, that's really growing. It's amazing. We've got 200 subscribers now, and we're getting 1,000 views a day for our uh, Rush Hour 2. I think it's on 13,000 people now have listened <laughs> to that podcast on YouTube alone. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's thanks to everyone. Bearing in mind, it's available also on iTunes and on Android. The fact that 13,000 people have listened to it on um, YouTube is just incredible so thanks to everyone who's um, subscribing and listening to everything we're putting on that channel honestly it's we're really really um, appreciative of that so check us out and we'll be Loki coming up this weekend followed by Terminator so that's us done it's been great talking about this and it's been really interesting to hear everyone's points of view about this film especially when they all differ and James gives this a five compared to Neil giving this a one so <laughs> it's incredible and uh, fair play to you James sticking to your guns there mate I'm proud of you well fuck done fuck you fuck you the fucking fuck you <laughs> fucking shit <laughs> on that happy note uh, I shall say goodbye thanks for listening everyone take care look after yourselves and we'll be back again bye. next week bye Poppy.